Welcome to the Buy Intent podcast with Miraki. We have an incredible guest today, Chen Chi Wang. Chen Chi is the founder and executive director of Asian Women for Health. Now, Asian Women for Health is a peer-led, community-based network that is dedicated to advancing Asian women's health and well-being through education, advocacy, and support in order to overcome both individual, community-wide, and systemic barriers that affect Asian women and their loved ones. Um, what incredible work you're doing, Chianchi. A very, very warm welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Rocky. Thank you for having me. Uh, as an immigrant uh, from Taiwan, I feel incredibly honored to be on your show. Oh, no, thank you so much for your time. We, we know how busy you are. Um, so we do appreciate, you know, giving us a little bit of your time. And I think we'll, we'll jump straight into the question everybody probably has, which is, tell us a little bit about your organization. And I think, how, how did it come about to even be, you know, how did you notice a need for this type of support? Mm -hmm. So as I mentioned, I'm an immigrant from Taiwan. And when I first came to this country, I was a international student and I could barely carry a conversation in English. And um, so um, when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, uh, I just turned 40 years old. And although my husband can speak English, uh, we still have a very difficult time to navigate the US healthcare system. And I noticed that whenever I go to the support group or the waiting room, I was always the only Asian in the room. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I have this desire. I wanted to look for other Asian women who look like me, feel like me and think like me. So I can, you know, share my, my experience and also to share, uh, you know, and support each other. So uh, when I was uh, in cancer treatment, I did some research and I was shocked to learn that uh, while the breast cancer rate is going down for all uh, populations, it's actually going up for Asian Americans. And also we see that younger and younger Asian women uh, were diagnosed with breast cancer. And this is not just a US phenomena, it's a worldwide phenomena. So, uh, and like I said, many Asian women having a hard time to, uh, to uh, get the support and care they need because of cultural and linguistic barrier. So I decided to um, start um, a, uh, a support group and I wanted to, so I went to the uh, a, a media outlet and I did an interview with them like this. And I, I expressed my desire to form a group to, uh, to inspire and encourage other uh, Asian uh, cancer survivor to, uh, to step forward and to share their story. And so uh, we started with uh, four or five women and then we grew to, to become a network of 50 some Asian women uh, and who are all supporting each other. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, wow, I'm, I'm so shocked to hear about that statistic. Um, and it's you know, that's, that's scary. Um, and it's, I've never heard that before. And we should know this, <laughs> you know, as, as communities and society, right, which just again shows, I think the, you know, there isn't a balanced, um, uh, even reporting of certain issues, etc, um, in our communities and in society. And, you know, that's one of the challenges. So mm -hmm. um, I think, yeah, incredible to, 
to really work around this cause and to even be thinking and really thinking ahead so much in terms of this. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, what are some of the reasons? I mean, I'm kind of going a little bit away from the initial question, mm-hmm. but I'm so startled by that statistic. What, why is it so different for the Asian community? Is there a reason mm-hmm. behind that why numbers are going up for things like breast cancer? Right. I think that um, uh, there still needs to be, uh, you know, uh, research to look into this. But I, uh, based on my personal experience and by talking with other uh, cancer patients, I noticed that a lot of the Asian women, they, you know, before their diagnosis, they all encounter some kind of major setback in their lives. And so I'm a true believer in the mind-body connection. And so... Um, you know, it's, it's very important that people, uh, especially uh, p- cancer patients, to be in an environment that they feel that they're not uh, alone. So uh, we've, we have been doing uh, monthly uh, events so we can provide people a safe and nurturing uh, environment so they can uh, support one another. And the other issues about uh, age is unique for Asian population is that um, we, uh, you know, Asian women don't have the concept of prevention. Uh, so we, we usually don't go see the doctor unless we're really sick, you know, we become really sick. And um, so that's another uh, area that we're, we're trying to educate the community to make sure that they know the importance of keeping their mammogram, their pap smear test, uh, because if they're not well, they they cannot take care of other people yeah absolutely um that really hits home and it hits homes for me personally because i lost my mom to cancer uh, a few years back you know and um she was in her late 60s -hmm. and um very, very healthy she's never had any health issues so it was very sudden um, and I think for her, it was spurred from emotional pain and loss because I lost my dad a few years earlier. And, oh. you know, I think my mom sat with those emotions and yes. to come from a generation mm-hmm. that, you know, spoke about these things, right. Or would right. go to therapy and needed a different sort of intervention. Um, mm. so uh, yeah, I, I think what you're doing is so important. And I think that correlation, like you said, the mind body, you know, cause, I'm almost certain for my mom, there was a little bit of that happening there because physically she was in great shape, um, right. you know, very active. She ate very clean. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're doing, you know, really um, incredible work. And in, in terms of the, the actual sort of support of what you guys do, tell us a little bit about that. I know it's a bit of education, there's advocacy mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah, what, what does it look like to, to support the community? Right. So, for example, we noticed that there are a lot of misinformation out there. And again, you know, because the language and cultural, um, you know, differences, uh, many Asian women were mistreated and misinformed. So, for example, um, when we're out there doing community education outreach, uh, we found that, you know, some Asian women think that breast cancer is a white woman's disease. And or some people think that, oh, because we have smaller breasts. So, you know, it won't happen to us or people think that, you know, uh, uh, mammogram actually will cause cancer instead of, you know, detecting cancer. So we, we have to do a lot of education to let people know that, no, the radiation, you know, started in, you know, the mammogram is even lower dosage than your, you know, 
the radiation you get from flying from Boston to California. <laughs> so, you know, that kind of thing that, you know, we, you know, we, we need to uh, try to debunk some of the myths out there. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I, I know there's a bit of like advocacy work as well and partnering with other organizations and um, is, is there stuff that's being done on, um, you know, from that perspective on a, on a broader scale in partnership to, to change that um, mm -hmm. as well? Right. So um, another important things that we are doing and um, is that we, we try to get people to be more familiar about their, their body and to be able to speak up for themselves. Uh, because I know uh, several uh, Asian um, cancer survivors, they actually feel the lump themselves. So although right now the American Prevention Task Force don't recommend this, you know, that we teach the self-exam um, procedure, but I think it's important that, you know, everybody's familiar with your own body, you know, uh, because, um, and it's very important because uh, if you uh, wait until, uh, you reach age 40, you know, or 45 to get the mammogram, you know, you, you might miss the opportunity that you will be able to catch the, the tumor, uh, you know, feel the tumor early. And so uh, my, our recommendation is that whenever you feel the difference in your breast, you know, you should always uh, let your provider know and talk to them. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, again, so important. I mean, it's, it's, you know, sending me reminders as well, because um, I think we, you know, I mean, as much as we know about breast cancer, there's so much we don't know. Mm. Um, and there's so many things competing for our attention that I think as women, we, um, you know, we sort of, we, we don't give it enough attention, um, mm -hmm. especially as you're getting older. So I think that's, you know, a really valuable um, thing to sort of keep in mind as, as women, as, you know, as we move into our 40s as well. I know as a 30, 30 year old something, um, it's something I take a little bit for granted. And, you know, you're giving me a reminder as well to like really, mm. you know, check in on that and, 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 and take that seriously. Um, who, and, and in terms of, you know, who the support is for, because I think that's the other challenge is while a lot of these issues are, um, um, they're widespread, you know, I think all of us can relate on some level. Um, but of course, there's the then social disparity and social status and low income. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, who, who exactly um, do you guys help specific groups? Do you help work with specific mm -hmm. groups who might be more in need? Right. So our priority um, uh, constituencies are under-resourced, uh, underserved Asian women. And so I live in um, Boston and the largest two um, ethnic, Asian ethnic groups is the Chinese followed by uh, the Vietnamese. So we have developed uh, you know, uh, outreach materials in those languages. And we also train uh, Asian women, bilingual, bicultural Asian women who are able to uh, teach uh, breast health, cervical health education. Uh, and we partner with different uh, Asian serving agencies and Asian women's group to do this kind of uh, education and outreach. And um, we find that it's important to uh, do the education even for women who are below uh, age uh, 
40, because like I mentioned, you know, we're seeing younger and younger Asian women being diagnosed. And also Asian women tend to have denser breast tissue. Uh, so that present a challenge because uh, sometimes the, the regular mammogram were not able to detect the tumor. So, uh, you know, we, we wanted to raise people's awareness and get them to feel comfortable about, you know, feeling their own body and talking about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, again, just these little nuggets of wisdom, things we just, we don't know. Um, so I think really important and important to serve those groups as well, who are just so often, um, unfortunately, not catered for <laughs> in, mm -hmm. in society. So I, I think that's amazing. Um, and kind of shifting a little bit then towards um, mental health mm. and a little bit more around mental health issues, which are just, you know, skyrocketing for everybody. Um, and then I think very topical, um, of course, right now, and what's been horrific, certainly in the United States, um, is all the hate and the violence against the Asian community, which, you know, it's shocking, it's really scary. Um, are you working within that space? What, what's been happening in that realm? And, you know, how is the Asian community doing? And how, how can everybody help during this time? Thank you. These are really great questions. Um, yes, I mean, since the pandemic, you know, I've noticed that many Asian women in our community, uh, you know, were really, really um, um, scared and upset. And also uh, uh, many people feel depressed and isolated. Um, and again, you know, people are longing for the human connection during this time. And um, so I actually personally encountered a verbal attack on the subway in Boston. And uh, as a result, I reached out to an animation studio and together we produced a 60-second PSA called Racism is a Virus. And, um, and we also developed a um, uh, discussion guide. So we encourage people to screen this PH PSA and use it as a you know conversation starter, so they can you know have a conversation and you know and we also hold like events for collective healing, and um, because you know these events are you know horrific and um, it really shaken our community members to the core and you know we need to find a way to um, you know help people to process these different emotions. And mental health is something that it's a taboo in our community. We rarely talk about it. Uh, but I think that, you know, the recent murders in Atlanta uh, really, um, it kind of like a wake up call for our community. So we recognize that now is the time for Asian women to be more visible and to be more vocal because, you know, traditionally we have been highly sexualized and objectified, you know, we are invisible and we were stereotyped, you know, to, to be, you know, this either a dis dismissive, you know, figure or a uh, not, not a submissive figure or, or like the dragon lady, very exotic. So uh, we, you know, we are trying to work with different Asian women's group to do collaborative event so we can hold the space for each other so we can help people you know process their emotions and to uh, seek professional help if they need yeah 
And I think, um, yeah, you touched on so much of importance there again, these stereotypes, um, these biases that are so embedded um, in society that we, we have to start ripping apart, <laughs> um, you know, because we can see the harm that it's, it's causing. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's been really scary um, to, to see what's happening, mm. um, you know, in the United States and, 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 and very sad. And I think, you, you know, like I sort of, um, I asked earlier, changing how, how, in what way can all of us play a part? Because I, we have to now, um, we really have to, to change things in the world. Mm -hmm. um, and I know it's a big question. Yeah, I think it's a really good question. And I think that the thing to do is just, you know, uh, take care of yourself first. I mean, I think you all heard about uh, the analogy that if you're on the airplane, you know, uh, if there's a crisis, you have to put an oxygen mask on yourself first. Because, you know, if you're not well, you, you're no use to serve other people. So first of all, take care of yourself. And then second of all, I think that you just work from where you are and do what you can. So, you know, so for me, um, uh, our organization have the capacity to, uh, to do uh, virtual events. And like I said, we have developed uh, and curated several uh, uh, mental health resources and also uh, anti-Asian resources on our website. So we use uh, social media and our monthly e newsletter to promote these resources and to, uh, to encourage people to come to our free virtual events. And, um, you know, cause I think again, you know, this time, you know, I think to have a sense of a belonging or community is extremely important. And, uh, and we need to learn how to speak up and how to show up for each other um, and not just for other Asian, uh, you know, women, but also for our black and brown brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we're going to need that solidarity to survive the attacks against all of our communities because it's it's really nothing less than that that's happening right now. You know, mm -hmm. um, and and you know, I'm so sorry that um, you know, just having met you even and, and knowing that you had to have this verbal attack, it's, it's very disheartening and mm. I'm really, you know, I'm sorry about that. And, and yet your incredible resilience and who you, you are and how you turned that into a PSA and partnership. I mean, that's pretty remarkable. Um, and kind of shifting then to, to your personal story. And, you know, I wanted people to hear a little bit about who you are and what led you to this work and how you do it, because this is not easy. <laughs> Um, oh, thank you. Tell us about your story. So I think I'm one of those people that um, I I kind of embody. Life is what happened for you, not just not just to you. So um, you know, I think that the reason why I I got cancer is, you know, it's it's the signal from the universe to tell me that this is the kind of work that I'm bound to do and that's my calling so when I first started I I just feel like I have this burning desire I wanted to talk to every single Asian woman I saw on the street you know to let them know that you know they need to uh, do a better job to uh, to uh, know about uh, breast health and get their mammogram 
So uh, <laughs> there was a time when I I would be like, you know, passing out brochures and flyers with all the, you know, we have a Asian breast cancer fact sheet where you can find on our website. I would just like print out a bunch of them and I would just pass it out to any Asian woman I see on the street, you know, on the subway, on the, you know, farmer's market. And that's how I, I guess, you know, slowly grow our community. Uh, yeah, I guess um, I can really relate to that commercial where uh, the person said, I'm not only the client, I'm also the user. I'm not only the founder, but I'm also the client. So mm -hmm. that's how I feel is that, you know, because I couldn't find the kind of services or product that I, I want. So I feel like I'm the one I have to create this. Yeah. And I really don't want other people to went through what I went through because um, uh, during my cancer journey, I actually have a drug induced uh, psychotic manic episode. Uh, and, and that's why mental health is a very, um, uh, you know, it's a very, uh, it's an issue that I feel very passionate about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a couple of years ago, we have worked with several uh, other agencies to create a mental, mental health resource web website. Uh, it's called Together Empowering Asian Mind. And uh, we have an open call. Um, that we invite people to send their videos uh, in any creative format to share their stories. Um, and uh, it was very successful because we're hoping to destigmatize uh, mental health and to get people to normalize the action to see help. So, um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, uh, and I, I loved what you said about, you know, your journey um, and I, I think you said um, life doesn't happen, to, you know, uh, to us, it happens for us. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's such a powerful framing um, that I think we have to take, you know, for any difficult circumstances we encounter and, and make what we should of it. Um, so I think it's incredible. And I think it's very clear to see. Um, I even said this to my, my husband last night. I, I, I just asked this question. I was like, I, I wonder what enabled someone like yourself and people who are doing the kind of work you're doing in the world to like push forward and do this sort of work, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, it must be your calling. <laughs> like it, it has to be such a great, a greater purpose. Um, because it is challenging. Um, and what would you what would you say is challenging about the nature of the work that you're doing? Um, some of the things that need to change to even enable you to do your work more effectively. <laughs> what needs to? <laughs> yeah. So I think the most difficult part is to actually to raise funds to sustain the organization, uh, because you you know you just can't rely on volunteers, you know, to do everything, you know, you have to have uh, staff and you have to, you know, um, have resources so you can do events, so you can provide uh, support. So, uh, and that's the part that I really, you know, at the beginning, I really feel shy about, you know, and, and I don't know how to do that because I'm, I don't have any experience running a nonprofit and don't have any experience doing fundraising. But uh, I, I consider myself a very creative person. And so uh, every year we have a benefit fashion show called Celebrations. 
and we, you know, so we use it as a fundraiser, but also as a community engagement tool. So we have um, survivors uh, serve as a uh, as a model, and we reach out to different companies or you know Asian fashion designers, and they provide the outfit for the models. And and we were able to do that uh, for I think this is the the ninth year now. Yeah, we we did that since uh you know 2013 and um yeah so it, it, the event is very uplifting and people love to hear the stories that the the, the models share um and they got to you know show you know showcase themselves you know modeling different outfits <laughs> so people had a great fun yeah mm-hmm. that's amazing and yeah that is that is so creative um in such a smart way to to kind of do that so you know that's that's terrific. Um, and, and you're right about funds. Um, and is there any way, um, even, you know, outside of, um, and I'm just thinking even about any groups I'm exposed to speaking about, to anybody listening? Um, yeah, how, how do we channel funds? Is there a way to donate on the website? Yeah, um, yeah. On, on our website, there's um, there's a donate button. Uh, and you can also be a, sustain, a sustaining uh uh, donor, um, you can do it quarterly or you know um, monthly, uh, so it's not so much a burden to you. And um, and I, I I wanted to say a big uh, thank you to everybody who supported us, uh, especially since the pandemic. Uh, yeah, we we've actually seen uh, our donations have increased, um, and I'm very grateful for the support that we receive from the community. And we will continue to do our work and to uh, look for opportunity to uh, combat uh, the, the combat racism and also to collaborate with other um, uh, uh, women of color uh, community. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know I think we we're getting close to kind of wrapping up. Um, just sort of as a final question, um, what? What what makes you, Chanshi, what makes you so resilient, um, so positive, um, so grounded, um, mm-hmm. and, and so really able to, I think, lift and carry others? What what qualities do you think or what what has shaped you to be this sort of person? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it took me years to get to where <laughs> I am right now. And one key lesson I learned is that, you know, to uh, to be grateful for everything, you know, because um, yeah, if you look at every challenges as a opportunity to grow, I think that you know you will um, yeah you will have an easier way to stay up even when you're down, yeah, and um, and I think it's very difficult for for Asian women to practice self care, and it's really I think that's the the basis and the source for resiliency is that, you know, you need to take care of yourself because uh, you wanted to give the best of yourself to the world, not, not what's left over. So uh, that's something, if, if there's any one message I wanted to share with your audience is that, that, you know, self-care is essential. It's actually uh, something that you need to cultivate you need to be a role model for your daughters, for your granddaughter, you know, uh, to show them how, you know, like 
practicing self-care is not a selfish act. It's actually, it's crucial. It's essential for our being. And yeah. I, I love that. Thank, thank you so much. That's such an important message. We take it for granted um, as we grow into roles, you know, wife, <laughs> mother, even beyond, even as a daughter, um, you know, we are nurturers. Um, and self-care is, is a continuous issue. And I think we never think of it as linked to resiliency. <laughs> um, and yet that's so powerful the way you framed it. So thank you so much. That was incredible. Um, Chenji, we'll share, um, you know, we'll get you to share the website details and that in a bit. But before that, are there any other closing thoughts, anything else you'd like to share with us or the audience today? Um, I think that... Uh... Just believe in yourself. Um, you know, like I said, I'm an immigrant from Taiwan. You know, I never thought that I would start a nonprofit organization and run it you know, <laughs> and grow it to have actually staff other than myself. So uh, I think that, you know, if you believe in yourself, if you um, put your thoughts into the universe, uh, the universe will respond to you and you just speak to it until <laughs> its existence. Yeah. Amazing, incredible. Thank you so much, Chenchi. Um, and the website, uh, I will link all the details, uh, you know, to the description for this episode. But is there any, do you want to just kind of spell out the website or any any place sure. people can find you, Instagram, anything you'd like? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, our website is www.asianwomenforhealth.org. And the IG handle, I believe, is at AW4Health. We have Facebook. Uh, page uh, uh, the Asian Breast Cancer Project actually have its own Facebook page so please like us join us and you know share with us your story and connect with us excellent I will link all of those details below um, and make sure everybody has access to that thank you again Chanchi it was so amazing to have such a beautiful conversation and have your beautiful energy um, and your light and you know share that with us and so many people with the work that you're doing so uh, I'm very very humble thank you thank you fantastic well to everybody who's listening thank you for being here as always and i will catch you again on next week's episode thanks for being here bye for now